Yo, yo, guys, welcome back to Clamps Talks. Proudly, proudly, proudly presented by Unk Entertainment. Um, so I'm gonna do um something a little different today, which if some people on uh, Facebook can actually see me now. I'm doing this live on Facebook while I recorded it, so interesting concept. I, I did it before, I want to try it again. Okay, so a little bit of uh, information about what's going on with me. Um, I started getting t-shirts printed, so, like, that's a good thing, but the cost is just, mm. So, I'm trying to figure out how many I need, you know what I mean? Like, because I don't know how many people want to actually buy them. So, definitely inbox me or something, like, about that or whatever, because I'm already getting some made. I already have a few made. Well, I have to get them on, um, Thursday, I think. But after that, then I can start taking, taking orders for some people really want them. So, that's a good thing. Um... Also, today I hung out with my homie James, my homie JJ Red. Um, I ain't seen him in a grip, and that is a real-ass nigga. Everybody needs a real-ass nigga in their life, and that is a real-ass nigga. Like, straight up out of D.C., you know what I mean? Like, two different backgrounds. Something he said to me while we was in the car, he just dropped me off. He was like, you know something I always didn't like about you, Scotty? I'm like, what? He was like, the fact that we were always going in different directions. But I got mad respect for the, you know what I mean? For the for my brain for you know and I'm like that's some real shit I honestly really felt that you know what I mean like because I could honestly agree with that also so um I did that today again did the t-shirt thing today and then hung out at Corey's house and then just psh, you know I mean um so now I'm home so today what we're gonna do and talk about on the podcast is um lessons and blessings that's the topic for today lessons and blessings um how that came about was I was like in a, um, a Zoom group last week and I was tripping about this um, this roommate that I had just recently had that that left or whatever. I talked about it in another podcast and I was like highly upset about it. And she was like, well, Scotty, let me tell you something that I always thought about. People come in your life as either blessings or lessons. And that was just a lesson. And I, honestly, when she said this to me, it, it, it like relieved me of so much stress. It just took everything off me at one time. I'm like, damn. Like, that's some real shit for real. You know what I mean? Like, so, so we're going to talk about that starting with blessings next in the next segment. So, thanks for listening, guys. Okay, we're back with the first segment on blessings. Now, like, it, when I think about it, I was thinking, like, most of the day, like, what exactly would constitute somebody being a blessing? You know what I mean? Like, to me or whatever. And then, then I start thinking about how other people would view that. And I'm like, no, 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 let's stick with me. Like, how do I actually... What do I view a person be as a being a blessing to me? You know what I mean? So I think that to me, a person that actually brings something to my life, may it be like um, from a competitive mindset as far as intellectually goes or like somebody that somebody that literally has like a purpose like in my life. Some, something I'm, somebody I'm learning something from every day. That's a blessing. Like my best friend, Timar. Timar is a major fucking blessing. You know what I mean? I try to explain this to her all the time. Like, I'm so blessed to have her in my life because she's someone that challenges me intellectually and challenges me to be better. I think more I think more people need people in their lives, friends like that, that are gonna challenge them. I don't feel like I don't think if your if your friends aren't challenging you, they are not your friends. Personally. That's what I think about it. But I was truly blessed to to have her and have the longevity of me and her friendship. We've been friends for ten years. You feel me? I've not had I've had some friendships last that long, but not, you know what I mean? Like, not really, I can't name a few that was actually that significant that I would consider a blessing. Um, 
I would consider my mom a blessing. My mom taught me a lot of shit at a really young age that I really didn't need to, um, like, I really, how do I put this? Like, she taught me a lot of things about life and about being not just an African-American male, but a dark-skinned African-American male. Because she always explained to me when I was a kid, like, well, you know, with you because she's light-skinned, and my sister's light-skinned, my brother's dark-skinned, and I'm dark-skinned. And she was like, well, you always got to make sure to, like, you know, make sure your hair is done really, really well, you dress nice, whatever, because just being a darker guy, society doesn't really find you that attractive. She didn't say it was those, those words, but it felt like that, you know what I mean? So, but I was blessed to have a mom that showed me a struggle of being a single parent and that you can actually raise three kids by yourself. I was a, I was blessed to have my mom because she showed me things in life. I, I've been to Disneyland twice. I went to Disneyland before, twice before I was 11 years old. You know what I mean? I was well-traveled before I was 15. You know what I mean? To Atlanta, to D.C., to all that shit. And my mom did that. I was very blessed for that. I was blessed with an upbringing. Even though it didn't start the greatest, my mom changed and turned her life around. So I was literally blessed, like, by my mom. I would believe that. Um, who's up? I would say I was blessed with my dad. My my dad's kind of both. He's a blessing and a blessing. You know what I mean? So, um, he was a blessing because it was like the humor and the quick wit or whatever. But it was a large lesson because of like just it showed me what um what addiction and alcoholism can literally do to a family. So, there was that. Um, I think personally, I think I'm blessed with just about anyone that I meet that I constantly communicate with because. They help me with so many ideas about stuff. You know what I mean? I always have it stuck in my mind of what I want to do. And then somebody else will be like, yo, what about this? And if I actually literally trust their judgment, I think it's a blessing. I think it's like they are assisting me, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in doing something. So I, I personally think that's a blessing. Um, as I said again, I think that anybody that's contributing positively to your life and is contributing you being a bigger person and a better person and a more successful person any person like that is a blessing. Yeah. So that's that. We'll get off blessings and get back to lessons, you feel me, in the next segment. Okay, now this one is the always the fun one. The lessons. Lessons, lessons, lessons. I think I relaxed so much when she said the whole thing about blessings and lessons because I'm always one that gets really upset about the fact that I either allowed someone to harm me or I kept myself around somebody that was possibly harming me. So, like, I put a lot on myself. And then when she explained that, like, it's a lesson. I'm like, well, shit, that just took so much off my shoulders. Because I felt like, you know, like, I felt like, well, damn, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lesson. So then I started thinking about lessons. Who in my life have I had in my life that was a lesson? Hmm. Okay. Aaron Spangler was a lesson. Aaron Spanger was a was a huge lesson in my life and love life, and that you cannot love a girl who don't want to who a don't want to chill out from what the fuck she's doing, and b don't really you know um want a guy like you. That is that. I mm, shit. Who else? Britt Featherling lesson, very big lesson on that you cannot change somebody or help somebody who want to have a destructive fucking life. That was a ooh that was a lesson. That lesson fucking hit me within the chest. You know what I mean? Like that ooh that lesson took a couple years to learn. Um, who else? Sean. Sean was a lesson. Sean was a lesson on 
on the fact that no matter what you actually do, you know, I mean, with somebody and trying to accept them for who they are, that they will still, even though they consider you consider them family, will still just say fuck you and backstab you behind your back. That was, I mean, that was probably one of the biggest lessons because I've had him in my life for 11 years. They're like, damn, fuck, fuck me running. That was, ooh, that lesson, that lesson was a bitch. Um, my father, my dad, Clifford Allen Watson Jr. was a lesson, a lesson in addiction, a lesson in alcoholism, a lesson in manipulation, because my dad literally manipulated the shit out of me the way I think, you feel me, to make me hate my mom. That was a huge lesson. Also a lesson of people were set in their ways. I think my father was the first person in my life that I actually wanted to save, you know, save from himself. But I got to about 12 years old and I realized, like, that is not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, he is not going to change. You know what I mean? I have to be, just accept the fact that this is my father. And that was a huge lesson. That was just a, that was, that, that taught me so many lessons. My dad taught me odd lessons, actually. My dad taught me how to be polite to people, to, to say hi to everybody I passed. My dad taught me about ain't shit niggas. My dad taught me about crackheads. You feel me or whatever. My dad, my dad and my dad's side of the family showed me a lot about urban life that I was not used to. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? So I, you know, um, it's, a, I mean, he taught me a lot, but a lot of lessons to talk uh, that one lesson he taught me is about death. My dad talked to me, my dad instilled lessons of death to me since I can fucking remember. It was weird. It was really weird. Just growing up with your father constantly reminding you that at one day he is going to die. Like, this is not like an offhanded conversation either. This is like every fucking day. Like, right, boy, I'm going to die. And when I do, just throw me out with the trash. Some of you are like 10 years old. Like, no, I don't want you to die. What are you talking about, dude? Like, come on, dad. You know, but I don't know what kind of lesson that actually was. But it definitely, um, it definitely was one. I feel like, so I guess to my description of lessons is, I guess lessons are with, with people are things that you've either allowed people to do to you or situations you've allowed yourself to stay in, you know, to be a part of that are painful to you. But the thing about these lessons are they're not really lessons if you don't actually learn from them and actually change the behavior or change what, what you're allowing yourself to be around. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's like, yeah, I learned that, but I'm going to keep doing that. That's not a lesson. That's like, just, that's you failing the lesson, quote unquote. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what that like literally would be, but I feel like there are some lessons that you have to learn in life to make you grow as a person, to make you a, a, an adult. We all have to have those coming of age things. You know what I mean? Like not just like the putting the hand on the hot stove thing. It's more of like, you know, lessons in who to actually care about and who don't care about. You know what I mean? Who to give your emotions to and who don't. I mean, mean who not. And that could be a really hard thing sometimes because lessons in my life have taught me with, with some people that, that you can't care and love everybody. You know what I mean? And not everybody that, that smiles in your face actually cares about you. They just, they're just there for a ride. Like when I was, you know, me, everyone that I met and did coke with or drank with was a lesson. It was a lesson on, on enabling it was a lesson on misery loves company. 
it was a lesson on you can have people air all day around you that see you have a problem and continue to help you with that help you make that problem worse. So that was a that was a, man that was a, that was a lesson that lasted for better part of ten years of my life. And I learned one lesson I, I literally learned in the past. 10, 15 years is that I have very poor judgment sometimes when it comes to people I care about. Like, there are some people I care about that I should not give a fuck about at all because they can they continuously show every trip that they don't really give a shit about me. And I'm talking about not talking about monetary shit. I'm not talking about whatever. I'm just talking about in general, but their actions. People will show you with their actions if they care about you. And I have to take a repeated lesson I take a, I mean, I guess I take a repeated course on who cares and who don't. That is my biggest struggle. Is literally taking this course over and over again because somehow along the way I'm actually fucking this up still, and I still don't understand why. So you know, that's a lesson I have to just keep on taking back and forth. It's like remedial fucking math or something like that. I don't know. It's like algebra. I just never got it. So, um, that was that lesson. But in short, for me to like finish up about lessons and blessings, because I have to talk about something after this, um, I think they're necessary. Lessons and blessings are necessary. When you make yourself vulnerable, you can either be extremely happy or subject yourself to a lot of pain. But, you know what I mean? Like, either way it goes, it's either a blessing or a lesson. You can learn from it and make better decisions, or it can be extremely great. But the only problem is, like I said before, if you're not learning anything, if you're literally not learning something. And I mean, I don't, you know, I definitely have, like I said, I have a problem with the learning thing with the, when it comes to people that care about me. But I'm trying to get better at it. Okay. On my next segment, I got to talk to you guys about what happened today, actually, because I have to rant about something for a little bit. But that's the next segment. Thanks, guys, for listening. Okay. So today, today, um, I was at Corey's house. Or whatever. And this chick he has over there with him or whatever. Like, I met her, like, four days ago or whatever. Who I, you know, mentioned before a couple of days ago in, in the podcast or whatever. Like, I, I like, literally flipped complete shit on her because apparently some girl that she knew overdosed and died today or yesterday. And she was, like, talking straight head about this girl or whatever to somebody. And I'm like, yo, yo, you, you ain't about to do all that around me. Like, that's not, I don't even know her. She's not about to do that around me. Like, and she's talking shit about, like, she left her kids alone, and, and, and she is a, she always talks shit about me, and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, but you're sitting here right now about to do drugs. What the fuck? Like, how can you literally, you feel me? You're sitting here talking shit about this person, but you're sitting here, I mean, you're doing drugs too. You know what I mean? Like, and, t- and it's straight, because me, my thing is when it comes to, I've lost friends to overdose, I've lost friends to suicide. Those are two things you will not, I will not be okay with you talking ill will about, like, in front of me, no matter who it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, and she was, like, talking so negative about her, and I flipped shit. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, yo, she, she paid her debt. She fucking paid her debt. For that fucked up shit she did in her life, she paid her debt, and now she's gone. You don't get the right to sit here and, and belittle her when you're sitting here fucking, you know what I mean, when, you, when you're noticeably intoxicated or whatever. It just, to me, it just, it, it, it highly upset me, and I just went straight ham-cam-newton on her 
like flipping complete shit on her. Like I'm like, bro, like she she left her kids like you can too, motherfucker. You can leave yours too, bro. At the rate you're fucking going, but you don't sit here and talk shit about her. And then she asked me, she was like, do you really not like me that much? Do I really bother you that much? I said, what bothers me is I know women like you 10 years from now. 10 years from what you're doing right now, I've seen women that I talk to on a daily basis, or weekly basis in Zoom groups, you feel me, who have had destroyed families, who have, her, their kids hate them or they're estranged from their kids because of what you're doing right now. And you're making excuses for it right now. Your children are suffering right now because you're either fucked up or not there. But then you got the right, then you got the fucking audacity, you feel me, to act like you're entitled to something. You were definitely entitled to me to be nice to you. Fuck that. Fuck that. You know, like, you were, like, people like that, absent parents, may be mother or father, you feel me, they fucking, they disgust me. They literally disgust me. You're leaving your children in the care of your grandparents because you can't be a fucking mom. That, to me, is atrocious. But also, it's saddening. It's just, it it really, it drives home to me what, you feel me, like how, like, it's weird seeing somebody in the early stages of this. It's like, damn, dude, you have no idea, like, what the fuck's about to happen to you. I'm more worried about what's going to happen to your fucking kids, though. Because they got to fucking grow up, and either mommy's not there or mommy's fucked up all the time. But either way it go, you're doing damage to your children that you can never take back. You can never fix irreparable, as Jay Red told me in the car, irreparable damage to your children that you could never fix. They don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. But why don't you know that? Because every person, every, over the past few days, I've hung out at Corey's house and I've heard her have conversations with people on the phone who you can tell genuinely care about her. And she's just cussing them out and you don't give a shit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I see a lot of myself in her. I see a lot of myself how I used to be in her. And I think that's what, because I couldn't figure out for, for a while like why she aggravated me so much. But she aggravates me honestly because I saw I see a lot of her in me. You know what I mean? Like, well, I see a lot of me and her, how I used to be, and I can still be sometimes now. You know, I mean, I, I, I imagine, you know what I mean? Like, I was having those same type of phone calls. I mean, I didn't have kids to worry about, but there were people out there who still cared about me that I was just rejecting what they were saying because I still wanted to get fucked up all the time. I had more people around me that just wanted me to be fucked up, too, because they was getting fucked up, but there were times where I would talk to people, and they'd be like, Scotty, bro, I really want you to fucking, like, try to get better or whatever, you know what I mean, and I rejected the shit out of that, so me seeing somebody go through that when they have children in the mix, too, it just really disgusts me, and, and it's impossible for me to, to to be around her and to pretend, you know what I mean, that I just, that I, that, that, that I, you know, see that or have an opinion on it, so that's a, you know, one of those things or whatever, and I just found myself, like, getting really frustrated with her and just trying to talk to her about it, um, but she didn't want to listen, you know, and I don't blame her because, you know, I was, you know, I was there too, so, um, it's like, I don't know, it was just strange, um, but, so, in closing, you feel me, I hope that she gets better, and I hope that, you feel me, I hope her children don't have to go through that anymore, you know what I mean, but the likelihood of that is kind of, ugh, 
You know what I mean? So, but that's just, you know, she's a lesson. You know what I mean? She's a lesson. She is a lesson. And a blessing. She's a lesson and a blessing. She's a lesson because, obvious reasons, but she's a blessing because I get this, you know, I, that I, you know, I know that I never want to go back to something like that. I would never want to be that anymore. Like, anymore, or not anymore, but ever again. So. Today, on another tip, today, I gained a new listener. What's up, Sean? Um, which is, that's pretty good. Later this week, I am going to meet up with Christina to do a podcast about generational theory, among other things or whatever. Uh, that kind of scares the shit out of me because she's probably, she told me she's probably going to heckle me. And I don't know how I'm going to handle that. So, honestly, like, you may hear a scuffle. If you hear a scuffle and her mic go dead, she's fine. If she ever show up for work the next day, she's fine. She's somewhere. I don't know where, but she's somewhere. You feel me? But all that aside, thanks guys for listening. Um, um, tomorrow I'm gonna talk about um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Which one are you? You're a Malcolm X person or a Dr. King person? You know what I mean? We'll get to that tomorrow because I'm definitely a bit of both. But um, I appreciate you guys listening. Send me, inbox me, you know what I mean, about those t-shirts or whatever, because, yeah, because I'm not trying to order a fuck ton of people who aren't going to buy them, so, definitely do that, support your local friend's business, you know what I mean, you know, black-owned business, yeah, up here, you know what I mean, so, thanks, guys.